Hello, all you cool cats and kittens. Welcome to the very best of the All Right, Let's Get Started podcast. Best of series, we could call it? Sure. This is part one of two of some highlights from the past year of episodes. Hopefully everybody enjoys them. And if you don't enjoy them, you can give me a call at my number, 555-5555. Leave a nice voicemail and I'll return it at my earliest convenience. Hope everybody has a lovely day or night. And as always, don't die. Long Island, that's what they say, right? You grew up in Long Island. And they say on Long Island. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, that's, well, it's kind of like that movie Gotti, where it takes place in Long Island, and it paints this picture that, like, if you were Italian and you grew up on Long Island, you just, like, worshipped at the feet of John Gotti, because he was, like, a neighborhood guy who was mm-hmm. also, like, you know, tough. Yeah, before my time. <laughs> well, the the guy who, um, the redheaded guy from Entourage, he like directed the movie. E. E. I I've never seen Entourage. You know, I've been on the other side of the HBO thing where it's like I saw Sopranos, I never saw Entourage. But he directed this movie, and at the end of the movie, they just show like news footage of like. Um, reporters talking to neighborhood people about John Gotti like you know in the late 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. and they're just like John's the best he's a real he's, he's like he's a real neighborhood guy we respect wait these him. are real people yeah. that is- and there's one where it's like a like teenager. when Harry met Sally where they're sitting people down on the couch <laughs> yeah and it's I mean it's like stock like real news footage that they put at the end of the John Travolta masterpiece, John uh, Gotti. And it's kind of like the whole movie is supposed to paint this picture of like John Gotti, who is this guy who, you know, who was just a neighborhood kid who like became like a a heavyweight in the, in, in the scene. And like towards the end, he basically, his son got into the game and his son was going to turn like state's witness against the Gotti family. And so the mm-hmm. latter part of the film is basically like John Travolta convincing his son to like not talk to the cops. Um, that's why is, do like crime families still exist? Cause that's wild to me that there can be like this. It's like the, the old West where there's people yeah. that like the cops know are like that guy definitely robbed the bank, but right. they're like walking around being like, yeah, I robbed the bank and they can't do anything. Well, I think that's part of, that movie and also like since I'm rewatching the Sopranos, they talk about it in the Sopranos where I guess there was a, uh, the Rico, like to be able to like do racketeering, like all that stuff and be able to like go after a head of an organization who isn't necessarily the person like beating somebody up or killing somebody, but is like organizing it that like started to change how like, uh, those mafia people would be able to like survive out and about 
and it basically made it impossible because before, like Al Capone's age, the cops could only re- re- arrest the guy who like actually robbed the bank. They couldn't arrest like Al Capone. Like who was, in, like in the act, they had to catch them. Yeah, basically, like if you had the gun in your hand, it was still smoking, and <laughs> you were standing over the body, and they saw you do it, they'd be like, "All right, buddy, let's go." But if, <laughs> if they all they if they just came and you were just standing there and you had no gun and there was a dead body, they they wouldn't really be able to be like, "Hey, you're under arrest," because they're like, "Prove it." Mm-hmm. But it, like. I guess with their like the Rico statue, they would be able to be like, well, if uh, X, Y, Z all associate with this person, we can assume that this person is in charge of the hench people and we can arrest that head honcho. And, and Gotti in the movie, he's basically like doing all that gets put in jail. Like he gets caught, gets put in jail and he's like dying of cancer and he's supposed to be painted as this, like, not completely sympathetic. I guess in the movie's eyes, he's like, he's not, he just was an honest guy who's doing what he only knew, which is crime and bad, bad guy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, they just show like news footage of people who are like everyday Joes who are like, yeah, he was great. He was, he was like a real, like he's a real true like italian american or whatever and they're just like it's weird because it's such a weird ending to that movie yeah but it's one of my favorite movies in the past five years how do you like do you like that when like it's a fictional or it's like based on a true story the movie and then they show real stuff at the end do you feel like that takes you out of the no fact i love that it you just want you like that it's so cheesy and it's so like yeah I mean, it could be like, uh, I mean, I don't know, name it like an important event and they make a movie about it. Most people Mm -hmm. will go to the movie and be like, oh, wow, I'm going to go see a movie about, um, I don't know, like David Koresh or whatever. And then at the end, if they're just showing like FBI footage of like helicopter over the compound and it's just like, it it feels very TV where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, 70 people lost their lives and all this stuff we're just like we understand that i'd like if they did it like the end of animal house where it's like a freeze frame on the person <laughs> and you get like that chiron that's like <laughs> malcolm x went on to do <laughs> malcolm x went on to me <laughs> there are um because newark um is really well known for carjacking and there are certain areas in newark where it's just like warehouses whether they're empty or not they're just full of warehouses so it's not a lot of foot traffic but there is like people will drive by it so if you happen to just park your car there and leave it overnight there's a good chance it's not going to be there in the morning just because you know you and i could be walking down that street see a car and not necessarily encounter another person you know if it was a certain time of night and you could just like take a car or whatever um but yeah, I this is the first thing that has gotten stolen from me since like high school. Yeah. So I, my streak is broken. Well, again, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Well, if you uh, want to pick up your bike, you can come by anytime. Oh, wow. 
Well, that's what I was kind of hoping. I was just like, is that because <laughs> a friend took it as wow. a, a goof? Yeah, a friend just was playing a hilarious Impractical Jokers. <laughs> you know how like what is that dumb show where it's just like, what would you do? And it's basically like where they put like someone's wallet yes. on the street, and yeah, they'll they'll do it like uh, at restaurants where it's like. Uh, a woman is slapping her child and there's a man who's clearly like the mark and it's just like what would you do in this situation and what you know it's you what would you do <laughs> i mean what would you Maseret do in that situation i would think about saying something but again it's yeah, kind of like i think it all depends on like the severity of what is happening like if they are yelling at a child it's kind of like this is not good but it's also like it's not your place really to step in. Mm-hmm. If they're getting physical, then it's just kind of like, I don't know. I think everybody probably does the like scan the room where it's just like, all right, is someone bigger and like more menacing to take care of this? <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't necessarily like step in and just be like, you know, just get pushed out of the way because it's just like, you know, I'm a pre- basically a pipsqueak, you know? Right. But if you're like a big dude, you kind of have the pressure to just like step in all the time, right? I guess. Or not, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, I like that's what I was kind of hoping. This was an elaborate prank where they're like, this man's bike was stolen. And now he's wandering the street seeing if the people who stole his bike left it in their front yard. And, you know, what would he do if he found it in this front yard? <laughs> Turns it's out just like nothing. <laughs> it turns out nothing. I mean, I had again, I had a lot of thoughts. I was just like, if I found them, like if I found the house, I would I would just like maybe just walk by by it, you know, be real chill about it. And then like come back. Maybe I would call the cops and be like, Hey, someone stole my bike. I found it. You better come before I throw a brick through their window. Yeah. And then, you know, do that. Um, or I've nothing. Had, I've, I've had uh, road rage yeah. where I, somebody so this is like a long when I mean when I had a car, but somebody like cut me off coming out. They were coming out of a gas station, and I was driving down the main road, and they honked at me like it was my fault. They almost killed, but not killed me, but they almost crashed hey, into me. Yeah. And, uh, so I, and the guy stopped, it was like this old guy, <laughs> got, not an old guy, but like late, older, uh, like 50, mid fifties or. Well, how old were you? I was like 23 or 24. Yeah, so it was an old, an old geezer. And so it was him and his young wife, probably second wife. <laughs> I love your, his young wife. This guy's like old, like 50 something. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, uh, I don't know how old she is, yeah. but I, so I had, I was just going home, so I had nothing to do. I had time to kill, so I just followed them. <laughs> so like, I don't know oh, why yeah. it was just my instinct. I'm gonna yeah. follow this guy. I'm gonna ride his ass, and uh, I followed him. Oh, <laughs> he caught on that I was following him, and I was, I felt very cool because he turned down a road, and I couldn't turn down that road. Right made a sharp turn and i sort of guessed where he was going and turned down that road and saw him pull up 
in his driveway and i wasn't gonna do anything but i just drove by and no yeah stared slowly oh my god like, i know where you live i know where don't, you live don't do that again i think that's the key overkill I, <laughs> it wasn't necessary well, at all like you said the fact that he was able to like shake shake you in the tail and the and the fact that you were like you know what? I'm gonna go down this block and over one, and he—I know he's going this way. Is <laughs> a perfect example of why you were like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, because you're basically in the same mode of like, you know, a criminal who's just like, I'm anticipating what this person's gonna do out of fear, and I'm gonna capitalize right. on that. Yeah, I mean, it could have been—he could have like pulled a gun on me or something. Yeah, totally. Well, that's that's the. I, I do like passive or like uh, intermittent road rage. I, I love it when someone is speeding behind me and they like can't really pass. I will go, I will slow down. I will, it will get to a point where they're like honking and I'll hold it for like a little bit. But then after a while, I just like let it go. And then, you know, they flip me the bird or whatever as they drive by. But like, well, those are ambulances you're supposed to get out of the <laughs> Look, it's not my fault if uh, you know, <laughs> I need to go somewhere and they're speeding and their lights are on and <laughs> it's hurting my eyes because my windows <laughs> aren't tending. Yeah, I went to the supermarket yesterday and for the first time in a while. And so they have signs up now that say you can't come in if you don't have a mask. So right. that's good. Because the last time I had gone there, it was still like everybody was wearing masks like where we were told to wear masks and yeah. then there were people walking around without it. And it was like, that's kind of, it's dumb. I don't know. I don't like the supermarket because people are standing too close to you. Like nobody, it's for a sure. free for all there. That's And then I almost got into a fight with this guy, <laughs> with this guy because, so there weren't really that many people in there when I went, it was maybe like, uh, I don't know, whatever, like a half dozen or something. Yeah. I don't know. And so I was ready to pay and, you know, check out with all my stuff. So they have the things on the floor that say, like, stand here, you know, right. to keep people separated. So I'm standing behind one of the, like, aisles on one of those things. So I'm, you know, behind the person who's going in. And then this guy, like, starts walking towards me and I see him out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> and I, like, put my hand up, like, like low. Right you know, to, to sort of be like, stop walking, like stop coming near me. Was he not um, like looking ahead at you or was he like, was he distracted? No, he was, he was, he was coming to me and he said, Hey, lines over there. Uh, in like a, a really jerky way. And I, um, kind of, I didn't say anything. I just like looked at him <laughs> like, <laughs> with like, your mask uh, on. So just eyes with my mask can't... on. And, and I, I looked at, when I got home, I looked at myself in the mirror with the mask on. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Those eyes said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, everything now is, um, communication through your eyes. Kind of yeah. like what, uh, Tyra Banks said, you have to smile through your eyes. If you're a model smizing is what uh -huh. she called it. Um, <laughs> Remember in simpler times when Tyra Banks was the most famous person on earth and she used to say things like, kiss my fat ass when people are like saying that she's overweight, even though she wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, now, you aren't even sure if someone is upset with you or happy or smiling based on their eyes because some people 
they can't communicate that way or they're just not expressive that way. But if you're pissed, that's probably the easiest way because you can furrow your brow and you can kind of give them that stare. Yeah. <laughs> but were you in the wrong? Were you not in the right line? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't, but it's like there was no way of knowing right. where the line. It's it's because honestly, so it was this guy and then another guy, right? And those were the two people who were online, and I had to go behind that other guy. Yeah, but that system didn't make sense to me because it's like there's all these aisles. Why wouldn't you just stand behind the aisle, and then yeah. when that's free, you can go it, it, whatever. And then so I go back there, and I'm like, all right, you know, fuck this guy, and then. <laughs> this this girl this woman she does the same thing that i did where she goes to the spot <laughs> so it's like a spot that's implied right. like you wait here stand here she goes to that spot and the guy runs over and he goes hey line starts over there <laughs> so he, this guy just had a hard on to tell people what's where, up yeah yeah there are there are, you'll see people like that i feel like you didn't work there like that's... no totally but like at a um grocery store or a movie theater or where it's just like there's groups of people and there's an opportunity for people to not like follow the order, like at a deli, like some delis, it's like, Oh, you're supposed to stand here to order. And if you're not ordering, you kind of hang back in this like little area back here or something. Right. So those are perfect opportunities for that type of personality to just be like, bro, this is where you're, you're supposed to order here. Or are you, are you in line? Or I think people have that, that kind of like tick, to just kind of make sure there's order because they feel like you are not following the order that they understand is the rules, which makes right. it hard for them to then do their thing. So they have to almost like, you know, like push and adjust everything to fit in this little square just so that they can function. And then you add a global pandemic on top of that and they're probably just like freaking out yeah but it is weird yeah when i went to the grocery store today uh standing in line it was pretty windy so it was just kind of like cold i like underdressed outside you have to stay in line yeah you have to stand to get into the store it's kind of like you know like three people will leave and then three people can come in so there's only a certain amount of people who are actually in the grocery store um which i guess makes sense a little bit but it doesn't because it's not like everybody's spread out within the grocery store itself like you could still control that there's 50 people in the grocery store but if 30 of them are in the bakery section it doesn't really matter right like how Mm -hmm. how many people are but as i'm waiting in line to get into the grocery store there's this woman who's uh got no mask on and she's got no gloves and she's opening her car door so i'm seeing this like she's in the parking lot and she's got like a plastic bag and it's got like receipts in it and she's opening the door and she's like pulling stuff out of her side door and like all the receipts are blowing everywhere and she's got a cigarette in her mouth and she just has like like drug addict energy where it's just like I'm focusing on this so intensely. I'm not realizing all this other shit that is happening. And then I do notice it and I'm just focused on like, then she's just like, Oh, the receipts are blowing away. So she's like picking them up and then she's like manic about something. And then the, uh, the dude who's with her, and this is how I knew I was like, 
they must be drug addicts because the dude was wearing an Echo sweater. And I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a guy with an Echo sweater who wasn't a drug addict. Like, yeah, it's a company that markets directly towards <laughs> heroin users. I don't know what it is. I've just seen like kind of like um, sucked in cheekbones, like long stare off into the distance, like with a goatee, like a black goatee oh, a goatee? person who, who's got like a tan echo sweatshirt. And I'm just like, this guy, a, a hoodie. And I was like, this guy does drugs. And also she's just acting in such a manic way that was like, you know, freaking out. And she's like yeah. talk. I can just kind of see this in the distance. And it's one of those like Tasmanian devil things where you're just like, this is eventually going to come my way because of course it is. Like mm -hmm. this energy is just scattershot and I'm inching my way closer to the door, closer to where they're at in the parking lot. And she's talking to this guy next to the car and she's like gesturing he's like giving her gloves for whatever reason uh like um he she's just like asking people around uh the parking lot for something and i have no idea what she's asking right and she like comes back into the store she comes in through the exit door and she like talks to somebody like says something like blah blah, blah i need to do it and she, they let her go in then she comes back out and I'm like right there and she walks back out and she's just like, excuse me, you, do you have jumper cables? And I was like, uh, no, I don't. And she's just like, oh, okay. And then she keeps walking and she's like asking other people, I guess she's freaking out cause her car won't start. But it was just like such a weird energy of like, I, even if I do have the thing that you are asking every single person for, it's just like, I can't get sucked into this tornado because it's, right. who knows if what will happen. If you give a mouse a cookie, you read that book. <laughs> a cookie? No, if you, if you give you a mouse, mouse a cookie? Yeah, you haven't read that? No. Uh, it's, well, it's a children's book. Oh, it's it? a book. And I thought this was like an anecdote you were mis misquoting. Yeah, you know, I gave like, a mouse a cookie once and the, apple doesn't the thing, fall far from you, the tree or something yeah if you give him as a cookie he'll ask for a glass of milk so that's the moral uh, of the story so if you use the cables to jump her car you know she might ask you to like oh, know, drive, yeah drive her to the, somewhere <laughs> <laughs> like that is also a frustrating thing any place where you have to get in line just to ask a question and then get back in line <laughs> to then do the thing that you want to do is, yeah, that's the first circle of hell for sure. I hate it. Hate it. Like I, hate I places. The, the post office is like that too, where just to get to the people behind the, like the glass wall, you have to yeah. get in line and be like, I'm sorry. Where can I buy a box? And they're like, it's over there. And then you're like, oh. Right. And then yeah, you, buy, you like, get the box and then you have to get back in line. And then they're like, I'd like to ship this. And like, did you fill out the post-it thing? And we're like, oh, this is like, here you go. And then some people will be like, next customer. And then you have to just like stand to the side of it, to the side of the window while you're like feverishly sweating, trying to fill out all of your address information while somebody's like, shipping like 15 pounds of cat food to somebody and uh, you're just like 
you're just and then getting back into it you just kind of be like no i was in line i just had to do this so i'm cutting back in it's yeah. a mess it's so frustrating when somebody that works there, like they yell at you like <laughs> you work there also and know exactly how things work Oh my They're like, god. Sir, you can't go over in that line. That line's for this. You have to go over here and stand behind the stanchion. And it's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> this is my first time ever stepping foot in here. Naturally, I would know how this works. Yes. Oh, it's so true. And like the more specific the orders of like how certain things should work, it's just kind of like you should know that as you tell me what I'm doing wrong and how specific it is that obviously I wouldn't know it because I don't work here. Like I wouldn't know that right. like the refills of this, um, these like forms are on this side or whatever. It's just like, I don't work here. I'm, I maybe mm -hmm. come to the post office like once a month, if that. Yeah. It, 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 that stuff is, I will say to be on the receiving end of it sucks to be on the giving side of that has got to be one of the best feelings you have in your day, right? Just kind of be like, I have this <laughs> in my back pocket and just be like, Mark, you should have known that like by standing in this line, only one person can see you and this person has their lunch break at 11 o'clock and they won't be back until 1230. Oh boy. Yeah, that's, it's something that should be fixed. And who's who's gonna fix it? Cuomo. Cuomo. He'll fix everything. No Cuomo. No Cuomo. <laughs> he's great. He's gonna he's gonna run for president and people are gonna be like, yes. He'll he'll be our first Italian uh president if he wins That we know of. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> they Ooh. kept it a secret for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the whole thing with JFK was like, oh, he's a Catholic. Mm -hmm. when he ran and well he was irish too right or english yeah, was irish, yeah. irish yeah but w were there irish um presidents before maybe some lineage i think it was the catholic that was the the real the real rub against him not that like he came from super rich parents and he was you know very young uh and idealistic and kind of thumbed his nose that uh, the establishment by being a Massachusetts elite. I think it was more that he was just a Catholic. Mm -hmm. And boy, was he ever. To... Yeah. Well, I mean, Marilyn Monroe. What about her? Him and JFK. I mean, uh, her and JFK. Oh, right. Yes, I know that. She sang that uh, Happy Birthday. To him. Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Like a child. <laughs> That's not sexy. You sound like a child. Sound like baby boss. Some, somebody should have told her. Yeah. Hey, are you Marilyn Monroe or are you baby boss? Well, excuse me, Mr. Mr. President. And then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Imagine going back in time. Same thing quantum leap style and bringing modern drugs to Shakespeare's <laughs> like bring methamphetamine to Shakespeare and be like 
I know you, hey, Bill, I know you like to write a lot of stories, but imagine a world where you can taste the play that you are writing. And he's just like, yeah, thou is interesting proposition. And hey, so Bill, uh, Bill, while, while I have you, you can <laughs> cast women to play the women roles in your plays. Yeah, what if, yeah, there's, there are movies that have shown, you know, Bill Shakespeare's like personality, but we don't really know who he was in that sense. What if he was just a real, real jerk? Yeah, he could have been. How, how are you not pretentious? Yeah. You At what point do you, like in your life, do you want to start being pretentious? Me, I'd say 35. I want to, I want to walk around like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be nice up until then. And then I want to walk around like Chevy Chase everywhere. (laughs) I feel like 35 is young because you still have like so much of your life ahead of you that you're, you're burning your bridges early. Right. Whereas if you're like 60 and you're just like, that's garbage. This sucks. This blows. There's like a people are just like, well, that's you know, he's so set in his ways, he can't change. Mm-hmm. And there's respect for that almost. But if you do that since you're like 30, people are just like, ah, oh, this guy's miserable. He sucks. But what if I'm a genius? <laughs> Well, there's like a tr- there's like a chart, right? It's like a scale. So however, however good you are at what you are doing, the more right. pretentious you're allowed to be. So do you think like Mozart, who was a prodigy when he was like four years old, could have been like an absolute <laughs> he asshole? Was, when he was four years old, he was a dick. He was just like, pe- that's you know, my juice box. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. Um, Amadeus is his first name, right? So he pretty much had no choice to be a prick since he was born because he was given a name, mm-hmm. right? Amadeus, or is that the bad guy from that movie? Also, who the fuck knows? Um, no, that's that's Mozart. So he was born You're- with a name, Amadeus Mozart, which even for back then has got to be a tough. That's that's a tough you know, boat to row. Well, Wolfgang is his first name. Wolfgang, that's right. So Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. That's a, honestly though, that's a cool name. That's cool. Wham. W-A-M. Wham. That's what his boys called him. They're like, yo, wait. Yeah. And not only does he have that, he's gifted with the greatest piano skills and mind ever like since then no one has had the breadth and knowledge of composition and music like that kanye at west. such a young age well kanye west obvs but then you he's know. like performing in front of the king of england and he's just like a little kid can't even wipe himself yet at four can you i think maybe He's probably in diapers. At four, when do you stop being in diapers? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) 
I don't have kids. I don't know. I don't have kids either. <laughs> but that is also weird, though, to be like, oh, Mozart was a savant when he was like four or five years old. And it's just like, that means his his parents, when he was very, very, very young, when he was like a toddler, was just like, here, why don't you just sit him at the piano and see what happens? And then he's just like, dee, 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 dee. yeah, that's weird. It is weird. I figured you'd do the normal stuff like, I don't know, let's see him walk. Let's see him <laughs> hold his head up without, you know, rolling backwards. Uh, you just do the normal baby stuff. This is, what babies, <laughs> this is how you train babies, right? I mean, yeah. sorry, not train them, raise, raise babies. Rear them. Rear them. You don't put them in front of a grand piano and it's just like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Strengthen those little fat fingers and we're going to play some, we're going to play some music, Wolfgang. Well, that was the thing with um, Fifty Shades of Grey and then Twilight. Like Twilight was that. Literally, it was uh, somebody on Reddit. I don't know who the, the writer was for Twilight, but... They wrote like fanfic for Fifty Shades of Grey with werewolves, and it was it and it was an adult, but it felt like all right, this is horny teens mm-hmm. being like, well, we can't just have like people romantically inclined; they have to be werewolves. Yeah, love's not interesting without danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it, what if? instead of werewolves it was like frankensteins like what if you just missed the boat of what i guess werewolves i don't know from my well, you know it's about vampires right i there i know there's werewolves in it oh, but isn't it mostly okay, about yeah, vampires right. i thought it was werewolves i never read the book i, I guess you're saw... team jacob all the way is he a werewolf i don't know <laughs> he might be the vampire i think he's okay, yes wolf. vampires all right I was for my in my mind I was just like werewolves aren't that sexy. Why are we making werewolves fuck? Well, they're sexy, and then they when they turn into a werewolf, that's that they're like smoldering, and then right. Ooh, no, mysterious. it makes sense that they're vampires, because uh, vampires well they suck your blood, which is obviously you know sensual, sensual. But yeah, like. I think we're headed towards a direction where that is more of a thing for sure. I do. I do want to see a movie of sexy Frankensteins and sexy mummies. <laughs> sexy swamp thing. Teen- yeah. Teenager. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just like, like crusty bandages wrapped around your face. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh, he's, his family just moved here. And he, <laughs> They said he's he's been alive for over three thousand years, and whenever the teacher calls upon them, you're just like, oh. <laughs> you're just like, wow, his voice is so deep. And then you know he falls in love, and his dad, like her dad, is basically, he's like, what are you what are you doing later? It was like, oh, me and Candace, we're gonna go hang out with the mummy boy. And he gets he's, he's an arch- he's an archaeologist and he's he, an wants archaeologist. To, he wants to study. He wants to stop. Well, he wants to, he wants to stop his daughter from dating the mummy, but also because he knows the dangers of mummies from being an archaeologist. Yeah, because only just, they know. Only they will. Only they, they only truly understand the mysterious power of the mummy. 
and she's just like, well, we're just going to hang out. And he's just like, I forbid you to hang out with this. My daughter thing. is not hanging out with a mummy. <laughs> and then everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> that is my favorite trope of any movie, TV show, whatever. It is the pissed off dad who is refusing. Yeah. Uh, usually it's his daughter dating somebody. He's just like, right. You will not date him. You understand me? If you live under this house, you live <laughs> under this roof. Yeah. <laughs> you will follow my rules. And and it, the kids are 100% always going to then sneak out at night through the window. Yeah. Hop in some like shitty car that's just kind of like idling in the street, you know. And there's the mummy with the bandages just waiting there. And he's just like, oh. And she's <laughs> like, oh, you're so funny. <laughs> I love that so much. You can't play baseball. <laughs> You're a child. You're a child. I mean, you got to have one of those in every. Somebody tells the main character that they can't. They can't. Do something. Well, do you think um, George R. R. Martin's parents were just like, "What the fuck is this? I was reading your book." <laughs> What, uh, no son of mine is gonna <laughs> write a book about dragons and george martin's just like i'll show you i'll show you and he's just like doodling like dragons and and this is a map and then we <laughs> <laughs> this is a map and they use these stones and the stones will kill the dragons and <laughs> and meanwhile his father is just like holding whatever hair he has left while he's losing his house and he's figuring out what he's going to do financially and his son is, is underneath uh, his bed sheets with a flashlight in his mouth drawing dragons and drawing maps and figuring out the economic system of Westeros. Yeah. And it's just like, his father's just like, where did I go wrong? Everybody was a teen at some point. Yeah. You got to think about that. And with every upset father there is the the mother slash wife who's just kind of like let him let him draw the dragons <laughs> just let him draw the dragons he's expressing his creativity and then they scream at each other and she's just like why am i even with you anymore yeah. you used to be so much fun and then he's just like oh did i change did i become the person i never wanted to become mm -hmm. and then at the end he's just like George, I bought your book and I read it and I loved it. And George, Can I borrow like, some money. <laughs> Can I borrow some money? Because you're rich now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so glad I never had to wear a uniform. I felt like that was the biggest oppression that could have happened to a child <laughs> was wearing yeah, a it, uniform. Because it wasn't just a uniform, it was like hair length, it was oh. jewelry uh facial hair yeah like uh, you can wear i think it was you can have one earring if you're a guy and you can have a groomed <laughs> mustache you couldn't have two earrings. i i only had one ear pierced but yeah wow uh there were kids that had both ears pierced and they would have to like take out i, I think they were pretty relaxed on that facial hair they were not relaxed on that wow. and hair length they were not relaxed so it couldn't go hair couldn't go past your um your shoulders what is this the new york yankees you have to like, <laughs> freaking shave and the 
the facial hair thing i'm assuming this is high school right or middle school this is high school yeah okay because i feel like high school when the hormones are are going for dudes like it just seems like so unwieldy like i definitely went to school with people who were who had beards or who were growing like kind of fake mustaches or whatever there's very thin yeah yeah that little <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll brush mustache. it they'll, yeah <laughs> but it'd be weird to be like all right i know you've been growing uh this poor excuse for a mustache for five months but you need to shave it now that would yeah. be again devastating like you know my body my my rights yeah, but you sign away those rights when you go to private school. I think they're allowed to tell you like what to wear and stuff. Um, but like the girl, like girls would make the you know modifications to their skirts because they were like very long. Right. If you were to not hem the skirts, they would be like way down below your knees and look very like fifties, uh, sixties right. style, like private school. Yeah. So they would, they were allowed to be like an inch above the knee or something like that, which I think was too long for, for some girls. Cause they like, people would get in trouble for having it right. much shorter than that. So wild. I, yeah. Cause even the school uniform seems antiquated in that sense too. It's just like, all right, we have to wear skirts and I assume sweaters or like a polo shirt or something like that is what you guys had. Like, it was uh, a button down and boys button down and a blazer and then boys had to same thing but with a tie oh i don't think I and put you on can choose tie. you could choose choose from three different ties that they had <laughs> oh fuck that there's a yellow one a blue one and a red one and then when you were a senior and it, uh white button down shirts and right. seniors got to wear blue button down shirts and you got uh, this new tie that i still have it's a really nice tie uh, it's like maroon striped and then you would also get a senior sweater which was like a 60s <laughs> like letterman style sweater it was really nice with your name stitched on it and everything so wow. was, the point was like to make it to senior year <laughs> right to <laughs> so get you the sweater get, i want that sweater <laughs> oh my god yeah meanwhile, the weird at, distinction yeah for sure meanwhile at our high school uh i knew this guy who was selling underground t-shirts uh for our high school <laughs> that our Wait, principal like, would get upset if he oh, saw just boot, kids bootlegs <laughs> yeah they're like you know our high school and uh mascot he would usually sell them uh during like the homecoming game against another team or whatever and it would be like our mascot um like doing something to another like another school's mascot or whatever and they were always kind of like i mean it was high school so it was like pretty basic juvenile shit um but they would sell it kind of like on the low to people and if you got caught wearing that at school obviously you'd be in deep shit because it was kind of wow. this lore that uh um you'd kind of do it every the seniors would kind of make it every year like the senior pranks oh yeah i don't think we had any of that i don't think we had senior pranks no there's this one guy who uh somebody like slipped him viagra <laughs> wait slipped him that viagra. was a prank <laughs> what i don't the know principal? i wasn't involved 
no, no, no. Slipped a, another student Viagra or like told him it was Vicodin or something like that. I don't know what, oh my God. what, what happened, but he was, <laughs> I know the rumor was going around school and when we saw him, he was covering his uh, crotch with, with his book bag. <laughs> Which is very funny. I I think he took oh it willingly, I believe, but he probably he did, thought it was yeah. like some he got dose. some sort of other Yeah, but he wanted like a pill. That <laughs> yeah, somebody he... gave him a pill. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like I feel like I've never uh taken Viagra. And I feel like Me if neither. I if I did at this stage in my life, I would like my heart would explode. Yeah. I can't imagine what a a like a juiced up horny teenager on Viagra would feel like like someone whose hormones are already at you know 1000 and then you yeah. give them you know the uh, the thing Hugh Hefner would take to have sex with all of his playmates when he's 75 and you give that to a 14 year old so that's the that's what comes to mind is like a prank somebody pulled. wow I guess, and it's very, it's pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. I feel like that's a job at some point in the future is just a youth liaison. Mm, yeah. Where, you know, it's a bunch of old farts sitting around a desk being like, we need to market this thing. And then they hire a couple of young, young kiddos and be like, is this cool? Will mm-hmm. people like this? Like Tom Hanks in Big. Wait. How, how is that what i've never <laughs> seen that movie i don't know <laughs> he so he, he gets reference here he gets big you know that much uh, wait that big is not the one with the mermaid no that's splash okay and big is where he wishes on a machine that he can be big enough to ride a roller coaster because he's a little boy and so he grows up he wakes up the next morning and he's an adult Man, he's Tom Hanks. He's Tom Hanks. But he ne- I don't think he ever rides that roller coaster, by the way, that he <laughs> said he wanted to ride. <laughs> he gets he got distracted by a bunch of other stuff. So he goes to the city. Right. And he gets a job at a, like a toy, like FAO Schwartz, I think. And it's a, that's when they do the piano thing. But I think he works there or something. There's so many things about what you have just said so far. I'm going to let you continue, but let's just dissect so far. He does a Freaky Friday with an imaginary adult, right? Like Tom Hanks isn't an adult. No, 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 no. No Freaky Friday because it's only him. Right. That's what I mean. Like he wishes to be someone older and then just becomes Tom Hanks. Who is it basic? We assume that's what he'll look like when he's older. Right. Yeah. And then he's an adult. So obviously as an adult, he's like, shit, I got to get a job. I can't mm-hmm. just be a kid and have someone feed me. Well, he can't live at home either because his mom doesn't, his mom's freaked out by him. <laughs> yeah, because it's like. She's like, who's this man in my house? <laughs> Where's my child? Where's my son? Yeah. And it's just like. Yeah, I'm, that's part of it. I'm Tom Hanks. I mean, isn't that better than having a child? And she kicks yeah. him out. So he's like, what am I going to do? I need to make money. The only place I know is FAO Schwartz. Because <laughs> toys, I'm still a child. Is it a child brain in the adult body? Is that, yeah, that- and that's the, that's the comedic premise is that he's going through an adult life but acting like a, a child. So like when he 
goes on a date or something like that, then it's, you know, he's oh, God. immature. But so anyway, he works for a toy company and he is like a low level data entry, you know, just gets like a first right. job. And then he has this insight into what kids will like and what uh, they won't like because he is a kid. So instead of doing like focus groups with little kids, they just have this guy and he's like, you know, up on all the trends that the kids are up on. Right. Interesting. So it's a little bit of a mix between um, a Freaky Friday. It's not a mix between anything. It's, <laughs> it's a big. mix between Freaky Friday and what women want. No, because he, he can't hear anybody's thoughts. No, I know, but he has knowledge that adults don't have because it's a child actually mm -hmm. also he goes on a date there's no like sex scene or anything right in that movie you're gonna have to watch it <laughs> it's a tease i think that was that was definitely i don't know when big came out probably in the late 80s 90s right yeah there was definitely a, a slew of movies where kids were either becoming adults or had um, access to adult things that they shouldn't have had as a kid. So like weird science, um, uh, what is it? The blank check is another one. Blank check. He shouldn't have had access to a blank check. He shouldn't have had access to a blank check. Um, parent trap. Home Alone, I guess, in, Home Alone. in a way. Yeah. yeah, there's no way a kid should be able to create a torture chamber for two grown <laughs> adults in his Chicago home. Like, I know, you know, there's the kind of, well, you know, kids are mischievous and they're a lot craftier than, you know, you might think just because they're kids. But, you know, Kevin McAllister, what a, he's got, he's got a brain on him and a set and a set of brass ones too. Cause most kids would just be like, Oh, these are adults. I'll, I'll run away or I'll scream or I'll cry. And he was just like, let me fill a paint can full of rocks and dump it on a grown man adult's head who has a gun and a knife and is trying to kill you. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. But that's the world we live in. Oh, do. technology. Oh, Tech. man. Tech. What are you going to do when mm. it takes over? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hide. Would you? I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn off, turn off everything. You're going to unplug. Yeah. Okay. Let's cut to 25 years from now. All right. Okay. Yeah. Marky D sitting in his house and he's watching TV and they just announced a chip that goes into your brain and it okay. basically is a phone that is kind of melded into your brain and it allows you to Okay, let me like... let me jump in. Let me jump into this. Okay. Yeah. Honey, do you think we need another balcony? <laughs> what um... what's this? <laughs> Wait, what's this? A chip that goes into your brain and answer Yeah, I think Honey... we could use another balcony. Um, <laughs> and you're just like, "Hold on. Have you have you heard this? Have you seen this? Have you heard this? You heard about this?" Have you heard this? Let me see. Okay. I, so, uh, so they they, yeah. they can do this technology. It's painless 
and it basically allows you to have your phone without you know a device it allows you to telepathically access a lot of information you can communicate with people without even opening your mouth you're just telepathically through this chip in your brain kind of sending messages phone calls searching the internet all of that stuff but, but everybody has it right so why do i need it if everybody has it say you had it we're hanging out i could just ask you something so i don't need a device either <laughs> well but to be... answer your question i'm not putting any i'm not getting a chip installed <laughs> my brain my big brother no my way big brother yeah big b bb is being like oh what BBA. If... BBA is asking you for it. What if everybody's doing it? It's it's you know it's the new hot thing. Young oh, people. Oh, everybody's doing it. Young people are like, once you check your brain chip for it, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have a brain chip, and and you're and they're just like laughing at you, pointing, and your kids are just like, Dad, oh, you're so embarrassing. Can I just get a brain chip? And you're just like. I already got you a yacht. <laughs> Thomas, no. This is me, me in the future. Yeah, this is you. Uh, you got it. No, I would be Will Smith and I, Robot. I would, I would be against religious. all of it, suspicious about all of it. Is he religious in that? Is that the movie where he's like... Um, it, wait, okay. I'm th there's three movies now that I'm thinking See, of. Now here we go. Don't look <laughs> it up because we got we, you got to come to this organically. I think so the the movie I'm thinking of is Book of Eli which is kind of the same thing as I am legend which is not the Denzel movie you're Washington. talking about. Oh wait, is it? Yeah. Book of Eli's Denzel? Shit. Yeah. That's going to hurt me in the black crowd. <laughs> For I'm some reason I points. thought Will Smith was Book of Eli. Maybe he's in it, I, but he's never, no, he's never like a secondary character, right? He never does like cameo. Well, I guess. Well, he's, I don't know. Book of Eli is, it's Denzel is like, I, I'm, I'm thinking Will Smith was in the Denzel role, if I'm mistaken. Uh, is it sort of an I Am Legend thing? Yeah. Like he's the last of, of this, whatever. I think it's like a dystopian kind of thing where it's just like there are like underground communities or whatever and he's I, so it's like book of eli because that character is like religious or he's like something with the bible um mm -hmm. i am legend he's just like the last the last guy the last yeah the last dude and then i robot and i robot is, is in the, the future, future and he's he's a cop but i think there's not a lot of I I don't remember what it is, but there everybody has like a robot, and he doesn't trust robots right. because he's black. He <laughs> they got into he got into like a car accident with a it was like his car and then another car. There was a little girl in the car, and they were like underwater, right. and so the robot like calculated the chance of survival for each of them and saved Will Smith instead of the little girl. Wow! So after that, he he doesn't he doesn't trust uh, robots. Now that's a premise of a movie right there. And then there's a malfunction and then turns out he's right. And he wears Converse. <laughs> people, people are like, what are those silly shoes you're wearing? That is always like these. Because it's like 2000. Yeah, there's always something like that in a future. Yep. Oh, these are vintage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like maybe 
I'm thinking of maybe it's like Blade Runner, but it might not be Blade Runner, where it's just like he's got like an old school gun, like an actual gun that we would see today, but it's in the future and everybody's shooting lasers. He's just like, look at you with this fossil or whatever. And just like, mm-hmm. well, it will never, you know, malfunction or it won't jam, you know, that kind of thing. There's always yeah. that little thing as like, it's kind of like a wink to the audience being like, I know you dumb dumbs know what this is. These are shoes that you would wear, but in the future, right. this, this guy, this guy, he's wearing them. Isn't that cool? But it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a weird, like, character device to make us sympathetic to this character who's like... Well, because it's the future and we have this person, yeah, to identify with him. Like, oh, he comes from our time or something. Or right. like, I don't know. But yeah, in that world, that that character is a loser. I mean, if I don't have anybody to identify with in a futuristic <laughs> movie, then I, I just don't know what to think. It's all fiction. It's if all I fiction. don't have that... No, but that character is a loser because everybody is like, this is how our society is. And then here we yeah. have the stick of so the money. So it'd be like a like, kid, oh, we're... if you were in high school and there was a kid who wore like a sweater vest, you'd be like, what is, this guy is weird. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you bully you him and then you'd make him change. <laughs> you bully him until he changes his until You bring him clothes. You're, you're like, it's, you're helping this. him. <laughs> I th- I think in with the futuristic kind of story, the the thing that makes that character kind of a loser is that like it'd be like, oh, well, everybody has these glasses that allow you to like uh, protect your eyes from the sun and um, access information or whatever. And the guy's just like, no, I'll use an analog version. But it's mm-hmm. like dramatically worse. Like Converse aren't comfortable shoes, and in the future, there are probably more comfortable shoes. So he's like, no, I'd rather be uncomfortable with this like throwback sneakers than like wear futuristic yeah. shoes where they're probably like, oh yeah, it'll take some of the pressure off your joints and you're, you'll be able to walk um, a lot more and you'll live longer because you'll be able to move and like all that stuff. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to use mm-hmm. this thing from 500 years ago. At like parties and stuff, do you have an Ooh. out for a conversation with some, a conversation that's going nowhere, that it's just right. like something like that? Because we all know that's small talk, but it's not going anywhere. <laughs> like you're not going to dive into anything deeper with that person who you're complimenting their shirt. I, I, I have like a built in, let's say 20, 20, a solid 20 minutes of like 20 minutes. This. Cause I, and it's a list of things, not like an actual list, but it's just like, all right, we'll, we'll do where you're from, what your job is. You um, have Terminator vision and you're just going through each <laughs> one of those. Checking options. the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I would say like 20 minutes and that's like, there's literally five people at this party and I'm talking to the one nerd in the corner and everybody else <laughs> is in the pool hanging out. And I'm like, how do I get there? Yeah, but I'm waiting for you know uh, my roommate to come with my swimsuit so that I can hop into the pool, right? Mm-hmm. So sure. I got this time where I'm like, I gotta keep busy. So I, I would say 20 minutes is like the max of like I can just kind of keep this going. After 20 minutes, I would probably if it's a party, I just be like, oh, I'm gonna get a refill. I'll catch you. I'll catch you later. Oh, I'll come with you. Oh, okay. 
and you then, ever get any? Uh, and then we both get to wherever we're making drinks. Well, I guess mm-hmm. let's clarify the situation. Am I the primary driver of this conversation, or are they? Are they no, bringing I think things to it, but it's just like a wet blanket. It's just like we're I think not it's going definitely we're not it's this guy. This guy saw you, yeah, and he's like. Oh, he sees everybody's in the pool, right? He sees you're the only one out of the pool. Right. The, yeah. the two of you. You're out of the pool because you're waiting for your bathing suit. This guy's out of the pool because. Because uh, he has asthma. He's, and he he can't has swim. asthma. He's afraid of. He has body issues. And yeah. He's, he's afraid. He doesn't have an extra white t shirt to wear inside the pool. Exactly. That's going to get uh, see through and stuck to. Is that a, something that everybody understands? That reference of the kid who wears the t shirt in the pool? I feel yeah, absolutely, and adults too. Like obviously, it's a kid thing, but I, I, you definitely see the that adult, whether it's at the beach or at the at the pool, you know, with the t-shirt on and the swimsuits. Yeah, it can't be comfortable. I, I think, um, what is that thing called? Like a uh, swimsuit or something? Not a swimsuit. A uh, <laughs> body suit you know what i'm saying t- like a, a surf suit, suit. Like a, a wet suit, a wet suit. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's called a wet suit <laughs> apart from a swimsuit which is also still a, a wet suit a rash guard you a have like guard. one of those yeah oh, one of yeah. those like so under armor things on so you're spending this time with this guy or this gal and they're yeah. boring you to tears and now they're following you to the drink table right Mm-hmm. so you exhaust my initial one is like all right i went to the drinks and if they're following me and it's just like there's no connection we're not really digging beyond the surface level conversation and it's clearly this is as much as it's going to be i will start you know using the big guns right and what are the big guns excuse me i need to go to the bathroom oh i'll come with you and then i would be like no, please don't. But I got to pee too. Well, then wait after me. Mm, we're friends now. <laughs> friends pee together. So if I exit the bathroom and they're like, you know, like a homing missile locking on back onto me to like re-engage the conversation. It happens, yeah. It does happen. But then the ultimate big gun you could call it the nuclear option is just to be like hey um i'm actually gonna head head out i'm heading home oh do you want to split a cab oh no i walked here and i prefer to walk here because i haven't hit my uh seven thousand steps for the day yet so i gotta do that oh okay and then immediately while that's happening i'm putting my headphones in and i'm like walking Wait, wait, can I have your phone number? I can't hear you because I have my headphones in. <laughs> well, I, part of it, I think if this is someone who's like clearly desperate for like human interaction. Yeah, I don't know who this person is. This person is a... a, <laughs> a, is a mad TV <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like most people, you know, let's say it's at a bar and it's a group of friends and there's some there's some friends of friends associated. So you don't know them, but they're clearly friends with someone else uh, mm-hmm. at this bar or this party. Yeah, I feel like most people, you can kind of 
you know, give the Heisman and just be like, all right, that was, you know, about as much as we, we can do right now. And then let's move on. Yeah. And you're like out of the corner of your eye, like looking at all of your other friends who are like crying from laughter and like telling great stories. And you're just like, <laughs> fuck, I wish must I was be, right there. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. Here I am being a good person talking to this person who no one else wants to talk to and are actively avoiding. Oh, they're avoiding this person? Well, usually those people are, you know, they're they're the turd in the community pool, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know how, like, there are conditions that people have where they can't feel pain? Like, the nerves, there's, like, something, whether it's genetic or something like that, but they don't feel pain in their body. I think a lot of the like UFC fighters have that or have like, uh, no, I, I think no, they, like, they just, have a form of that where they, right. or they're just psychos you're saying. Yeah. Well, they're like, they desensitize their nerves through like, you know, hitting things. Yeah. But I, but like, I don't know. I remember seeing like a news report where it was like a kid who was born basically with like the nerves in their body, not really like recepting to those kind of things. And oh, it's actually okay. very dangerous because pain or those kind of sensory things protect your body. If you feel something hot, you like, you know, pull your hand back from the stove or whatever. But it's dangerous because if a kid feels no pain, they could, you know, jump off uh, the first story of a building and fall. And maybe they would fracture their leg or something, but they wouldn't feel that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes this mentality of like invincibility, even though they're not like literally invincible. They just feel like nothing can hurt them, which has got to be such a weird, you know, beyond the pain aspect, but like, you know, how you touch stuff, how you like experience the world. If you can't really like have that sense. Yeah. I don't know. Does that make you just like turn into a monster? Oh, what would you do if you didn't have any physical pain if i couldn't feel pain hmm i don't know i feel like, like i would have to use like you know an unbreakable style thing where it's just like i would have to become some kind of person that uh would normally be deterred by pain but that's what like i'm doing you know like yeah, yeah. boxing or like fighting I, I could be like the best fighter because I wouldn't feel that someone broke my nose. You know, I could just continue to do whatever. Wait, do you think they get tired then? Or is that the same sort of thing? Like if they're like, if you're running a long distance, do you well, think I, they I start think they would to still get tired? It's just like the sensory of the nerve endings. So like, let's say you're running for whatever, a hundred miles after yeah. a certain point, like maybe, there's like stress fractures in your foot from running and your joints feel pain and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Those things I don't think you would feel, but like your lungs and your capacity and all that stuff, like you would still get tired. Right. But but the pain of like the burning sensation or like the aches from the joints or the pain from the feet or whatever, you wouldn't feel that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's wild. What would you do if you had no you couldn't feel any pain. Hmm. I'd probably like 
put my hand over a candle for money. <laughs> you <laughs> I just up, uh, go to the circus? Uh, no, I would like, never work for the circus. I'd set up my own kiosk. <laughs> on the boardwalk, people, you're just like, hey, yeah. uh, pay me five bucks and I'll stick my hand in this furnace. Mm-hmm. But I guess that is something like, what would you do? Like now you could, I guess you could put it like on YouTube and be like, check this, check this freak out. Yeah. Mark's, you know, holding his hand over his candle and, and it's burning his flesh, but he can't actually like feel it. Mm -hmm. And then you'd rack up the views, you go viral, like you'd go on Ellen. And then before you know it, you're just like living in, uh, a house in Los Angeles, which a bunch with a bunch of other, you know, freaks. Freaks. <laughs> I mean, Freak honestly, house. what's the difference between like a TikTok house where a bunch of TikTokers live and the circus? What's Wait, the are there TikTok houses? Yeah, of course. Is this really with like? Well, yeah, it's like the like the younger, not teens, but like a little bit older, and they like have their own whether it's like a neighborhood or a house that they all live together. And it's like, yeah, we do TikToks together. That sucks. Yeah, it does suck. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. But what's the difference between that and a circus? You, you, you're all really? under one roof. You're mm -hmm. all like, you're, you're good at your one thing, whether it's yeah, do it, growing doing... a beard or, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your bearded lady. Um, you got the, the elephants who can... Uh, no, the bears that can ride a bike. Uh, strong guys. Strong guys who can like bend steel. Mm -hmm. um, you've got, you know, someone with two heads. Um, you got the, the person who can like guess your weight. What's the difference <laughs> yeah. between... What's the I difference think that's, <laughs> that's the one person in the circus who uh, that skill is different from... <laughs> yeah. It, what is... Uh, how does this not match the other? It's basically yeah, because it's like we have all of these like unique like uh, people as a part of this circus, and then we have he, just like he, Joe, yes, he, who's yeah. just like, yeah, I was an but, accountant, and turns out I can kind of <laughs> guess your your weight. I was an accountant, and then I was a butcher, and then I can sort of combine those two experiences and like, guess. Hey, like but it's called three. guess your weight so even if he's wrong he's still doing his job yeah he's guessing he, he guessed it it's yeah. not like i'm gonna tell you what your weight is right it's i'm gonna guess your weight yeah but there there's no difference i guess between the the youtubers and time. the tiktokers are the modern day circus folk yeah and, and you know what there's nothing wrong with that if that's how you want to No, I think there is something wrong with <laughs> it. Is, it is weird. I mean, it, was it ever aspirational to be in the circus? I know people would want to run away to the yeah. circus, but right. I don't know if, like, I remember seeing the circus when I was young, but I didn't leave the circus being like, damn. I would, One day, I'd love yeah, to it's going to be that. me. I'm going to be up there. <laughs> I'm going to be up there in the trappies. <laughs> Like, it's definitely, like, if you're into, like, gymnastics or something like that, that, that's obviously something that you would be inspired by. Cirque du Soleil, I guess, is, like, um, 
it's kind of like a classy snobby, circus. Yeah, yeah, snobby circus. It's still, you know, weirdos who can put their ankles, you know, behind their shoulder blades. Yeah. Boy, I wish. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the thing that literally says ice in the name is too cold. Yeah. Well, you know, well, you know, there are those like real freakazoids who will like microwave their ice cream so it's like a little melted to soften it yeah and it's just like we'll just have a fucking shake like that's not ice. well you don't micro you don't microwave it until it's like liquid do they well i mean mostly liquid it's probably still a little bit solid but i think the key is they're getting a mushy ice cream like, I thought I've, I mean, I've put it in when it's like rock hard and you can't get a spoon in there. Put it in for right. like three to five seconds so that it's a little right easier. But I could, you don't want to like drink your ice cream. No. I mean, I, I usually, if I want to do that, I'll just leave it out of the fridge or out, out of the freezer yeah. and just let it sit on like the counter or something for a few minutes. And then, yeah, it, I mean, Boxed or pint ice cream is obviously very different than soft serve, which is kind of meant to eat, be eaten like immediately because it will can just become get, like you can't like, get soft serve like at home, right? No, you can't, but I'm just saying because okay. I, <laughs> I, mean, well, I wish I've wanted soft serve, but I don't know where to go to get it. Well, have you ever so you know how like they had this was something I wanted as a kid? I wanted I a slushy machine, yeah. I'm sure you could get a soft serve machine from like. But it involves, doesn't it involve like more ingredients and like you have to yeah. put stuff in there? Yeah, you you are basically becoming Dairy Queen, but. Yeah, you, you'd need to find like a distributor to get your special <laughs> ingredients. In. Wholesale. Like I think you'd just be making like- way too much for the amount that you would want. It's like, You're yeah, right. I, want, I want to have like one. A week, maybe one every every two. That's even a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a hundred percent right because those are the, the things you don't think about when you're like, oh yeah, I just got a popcorn machine, like that you would get at a movie theater, and then it's just like, oh fuck, I have to eat ten pounds of popcorn every time I like you know cook popcorn. Yeah, and the ice cream is the same thing where it's like, if I or a slushy machine is like, in order for it to make sense. I have to get enough ingredients to fill the thing up. And then, yeah, you have to just like have that every day for like two weeks. <laughs> Which and, not, you know, you can't forget cones. Oh, God. Forget about it. Because <laughs> you can't. I mean, I'm not a bowl person. You can't have soft serve out of a bowl. It's not the same. You, I mean, if you put a bunch of stuff in it, that's the only reason for a bowl right. is that you can yeah. uh, hold all the toppings. But. A waffle cone is uh, it's the best system to eat ice cream <laughs> i agree i agree but then you know how like well you have the ice cream truck that like drives around and yeah you get your ice cream cone and you kind of just have to eat it right there you definitely can't save it and that is like more of a i don't know to me eating a waffle cone soft serve ice cream 
inside at home, like on my couch would seem weird. Like it seems <laughs> like an outdoor treat. Yeah. Only because it's messy. Yeah. So what I'm are here. other things you wouldn't eat on your... <laughs> <laughs> Basically anything that's like... <laughs> I feel like anything at a state fair, you probably wouldn't... You shouldn't eat on your couch. Yeah, funnel cake. Well, that's just because of the powder. It gets exactly. Um, yeah, most of the desserts. Cotton candy, you could probably eat on your couch, but it's weird. <laughs> to just be like picking cotton but not like a not like a convenience store cotton candy like the the big like paper big stick yeah. <laughs> where it's yeah just picking it head. off yeah. <laughs> i think i'm trying to think most of the places that i've seen beyond the like a fair would be like a baseball games you definitely see it and I, you always see those kids with the cotton candy that's like half their body size and they're yeah. just like full handfuls of cotton candy. And then just, you know, like once it gets wet, it just becomes this refined sugar that like cakes. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's all sugar. Yeah. And it's like, what, what are you giving to your kid where it's like, <laughs> I like, I would just, my kid, if I had a kid, no sugar for it. <laughs> No sugar for it. <laughs> no sugar for it. I'm, I just sugar makes kids crazy, and I don't oh, want a crazy yeah. kid. Especially at a, like at a baseball game where you have yeah. to sit for the most part for at mm -hmm. least three hours, and within you know within, you know it's bad when a parent gets his kid a cotton candy thing within the first inning because it's just like oh this kid's gonna be a nightmare. Oh uh, yeah. Cameron, sit down. <laughs> that's that's coming. Cameron. And he's like climbing on the chair and looking like in the back row behind him. And then he's like, he realizes that, you know, when the seats like pop up when you stand up from it. So he's just like standing on the seat and he's like jumping up and down on it, just like springing it. And he's just like, yeah. Cameron, sit down. And he's just like, uh my stomach <laughs> for the most like i think most kids at baseball games don't want to be there <laughs> no <laughs> from what from what i've seen it seems like most of them they're being are kind of just trying to get out and like jumping all around nobody's watching the game right yeah i, I mean so no I'm kids really... allowed at my my ballpark <laughs> no sugar no kids yeah because adults get crazy on sugar also you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, too, with, like, getting drinks at, I don't know, baseball, I think, is different. Oh, I guess you could say, yeah, it's the same thing for, <laughs> Brad, you need to stop drinking right now. <laughs> Brad, you but, are yeah. drunk. 